This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth is calling out the Biden administration for its continued politicizing of the U.S. Space Command decision. Ainsworth wrote for the 1890 News website, and in his opinion piece, Ainsworth says that it's been 31 months since Alabama was officially announced as the top choice by the U.S. Air Force for placement of the U.S. Space Force headquarters. He also cited the three independent studies within the Department of Defense and Government Accounting Office, which all agreed on Huntsville as the runaway choice for this command. Ainsworth says that Colorado was not even second or third in contending for the U.S. Space Command, but came in at fifth place, and yet Joe Biden continues to prefer Colorado for the headquarters over Alabama. Ainsworth says this proves that Biden's choice is solely based on his ultra-liberal views in direct opposition to the conservative values that are here in Alabama. Ainsworth says that this type of politicizing is doing harm to the U.S. military and its defensive posture against hostile nations like Russia, China, and North Korea. He also commended the congressional delegates from Alabama who have been fighting hard to finalize and secure the Space Command headquarters in Huntsville. Ainsworth said a victory on this issue and against the politicized White House would be a step forward in honesty and fairness. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall remains confident that various lawsuits and federal litigation against the Alabama Department of Corrections will be resolved soon. Marshall spoke on the Capitol Journal show from Alabama Public Television, and he talked about the Department of Justice and its 2020 charges against the ADOC when it comes to violating the Eighth Amendment for prison inmates. I think there's definitely an end in sight, and the opportunity to be able to resolve this is something that the state always should consider. Um, but let's, there's more than just simply the systemic cases. You know, our office does over 80% of the litigation on behalf of the Department of Corrections, individual cases that are filed uh, against the department. It's a systemic case, though, that probably gathers the most attention. You know, and let's acknowledge that in that case, we have the Department of Justice. We have well-funded groups from outside the state that are initiating this. And Alabama needs the capacity to respond. And so not only is my office involved, but in this situation, outside counsel who has very specific expertise in national cases, because let's leave no doubt behind what the Department of Justice wants to do is to be able to take over the Alabama Department of Corrections. But I can tell you this, and I've been very firm from the very beginning, and this was long before the litigation was filed, is that I'm not going to allow Alabama willing to enter into a consent decree. The idea of moving the FBI National Headquarters to the Alabama FBI facility in Huntsville is being talked about once again. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan has really taken to the idea. It was suggested within Congress as a means of stopping the political weaponization of the FBI as it's placed in Washington, D.C., This has all come to light through various House committee hearings that have been held by Republicans in which whistleblowers have revealed the level to which the FBI has become politically weaponized. Jordan was recently on Fox Business News speaking with TV host Maria Bartiromo when this issue came up. Is that what you want to do, move headquarters out of Washington? We certainly don't want to build a new headquarters in the Washington, D.C. area. We're looking Mm -hmm. at uh, going to Huntsville, Alabama, because that's already their second headquarters. 20 of their 30 divisions are there. Uh, So we're looking at, at, at that. We think that could be helpful. A lawsuit has been filed by the Muscogee Nation against the Porch Creek Band of Indians and Auburn University. The lawsuit was filed within the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta. The Muscogee Nation, which is a tribe of Indians based out of Oklahoma, is claiming that the Wind Creek Casino and Resort has been built on a sacred Indian burial site 
for the Muscogee Indians and that they were all forced out of Alabama and into Oklahoma 200 years ago. The Muscogee Nation says that the Porch Creek tribe failed to meet its obligations to its ancestors by removing those buried bones and sending them to Auburn University for archaeological study and then building the casino on that property. A lower court already threw out this lawsuit back in 2021, but now the Muscogee Nation is taking it to the appeals court in the 11th Circuit. A statement was released by Carly Russell on Monday afternoon regarding the claims of kidnapping along Interstate 459 last week. Hoover Police Chief Nick Derzies read the statement as it was written and delivered to the Hoover Police Department by the Russell family attorney. That I have talked to and received a statement from Mr. Emery Anthony, attorney for Carly Russell. There was no kidnapping on Thursday, July 13, 2023. My client did not see a baby on the side of the road. My client did not leave the Hoover area when she was identified as a missing person. My client did not have any help in this incident, but this was a single act done by herself. My client was not with anyone or any hotel with anyone from the time she was missing. My client apologizes for her actions to this community. The volunteers who were searching for her, to the Hoover Police Department and other agencies as well, as to her friends and family. We ask for your prayers for Carly as she addresses her issues and attempts to move forward, understanding that she made a mistake in this matter. Carly, again, ask for your forgiveness and prayers. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, this week is starting out with news from the Obama estate on Martha's Vineyard. Authorities have found a body in water on that property belonging to the former president. A 911 call was made about a missing paddle boarder. The 43-year-old man has been identified as the Obama's personal chef who lived at that estate. Authorities used sonar to locate the body of Tafari Campbell. He was paddleboarding in a nearby pond but was not wearing a life vest when he went under the water and was seen struggling to stay afloat. Police say the 911 call came from the Obama mansion, although it's not confirmed whether the Obamas were at home at that time. The New York Post is dropping another bombshell story related to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, just as they did in 2020 with Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. This time, the New York Post is giving a preview of statements to come from Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer. Archer has been subpoenaed to testify before the House Oversight Committee next week, but so far, Archer has continued to cancel those scheduled dates. The New York Post is now writing based off of their exclusive access to Archer's prepared statements when he does testify before the House Committee. Parts of that testimony includes the fact that Archer witnessed Hunter Biden calling Joe Biden putting him on speakerphone all during business deals with foreign entities in order to seal the deal with those future partners. The New York Post also refers to prior testimony from Tony Bobolinsky, saying that he also witnessed this type of salesman tactic from Hunter Biden in order to prove to prospective investors that his father as vice president would be part of any future business deal. The New York Post reporter is Miranda Devine, who has been actively writing about Hunter Biden's laptop story since it first broke. Devine went on Fox News following this latest piece that she published. You know, the scandal of uh, the influence peddling scheme that Joe Biden has conducted during his vice presidency through his family that netted millions of dollars from China and Ukraine and Russia and so on, that's a big scandal. But I think even bigger, bigger than Watergate, is the cover-up. After the New York Post article came out on Monday morning, the House Oversight Committee seemed to corroborate the details by posting on social media a link to that article and then writing on Twitter in all caps, Joe was on the phone. 
The Miss Italia beauty pageant has placed a ban on transgender contestants entering into their national competition. The Italian pageant organizers say the contestants must be a woman from birth in order to participate. This all comes after a transgender person was crowned Miss Netherlands recently and will be sent to the Miss Universe pageant. The Miss Universe pageant changed their policy back in 2012 to allow for biological males who identify as women to compete as women against biological women. And on the topic of transgenderism, the Daily Mail is providing an exclusive preview to the first-of-its-kind medical study on the effects of transgender surgeries in adults. That study found that 81% of those undergoing the gender reassignment surgeries have high levels of pain and complications for five years or more after that surgery. The complications include post-operative pain, bladder problems, incontinence, as well as pain during sexual intercourse. The researchers in this case are from the University of Florida and a nonprofit organization called Brooks Rehabilitation. Dr. Alexandra Hill says that some of the trans patients were very surprised by the complications and long-term pain that emerged from their surgery, which begs the question on whether or not doctors are fully revealing to these patients what lies ahead following surgery. Dr. Meryl Alapatu says the study will be published later this year. And the Sound of Freedom movie has now brought in $125 million at the box office since its 4th of July release. The movie is based on the true life efforts of a former DHS agent, Tim Ballard, to save dozens of children from international sex trafficking rings. Angel Studios director of distribution, Brandon Purdy, says the word continues to spread about this movie and crowds continue to show up to watch it. The movie is now showing in over 3,000 theaters throughout the U.S. and has yet to go international. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 